Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Have you heard about Adani? At the end of last week, the controversial coal mine in central Queensland was given the green light, despite a lot of opposition. It is now cheaper to build renewables than it is to build a coal-fired power plant. Ten years ago, it was the exact opposite. And so India this week has literally had 50-degree heat in their capital city of Delhi. 50-degree heat. It's the highest temperature Delhi has ever seen. And this is the only start of climate change. This project is a relic of a different century. It's an outdated fuel source. It's a fuel source India, nor Australia, nor the world can afford to use. Today, Tim Buckley from the Institute for Energy, Economics and Financial Analysis is going to dig down with us into the truth of the Carmichael Mine Project. How many jobs will really be created? What's the damage to our environment? And what will Australia be left with when all the dirty coal and Adani is gone? Last Thursday, the Queensland government cleared the final hurdle for the Adani mine to go ahead in the Galilee Basin. They'd asked for the company to make sure one of the aquifers in the area didn't lead to one of the last of the world's pristine oases, because if it did, it might mean that when the water table is breached, it'll drain the oasis, which will then sink forever lost into the soil. The Queensland government decided they'll allow the mine to go ahead as long as they check this before they start the real underground work. They'd already okayed the company to clear the land, even though it's home to the endangered black-throated finch. A small group of traditional owners are still trying to fight the decision that allowed the mining giant to eliminate native title over a section of land in exchange for Indigenous community benefits. This mine has overcome a lot of hurdles to get to this point, but the cost of it going ahead could be greater than any of us can imagine. First up, let's find out who Adani even are. Tim Buckley, the director of IEFA's Energy Finance Studies. What do we know about this company? Adani is a leading Indian conglomerate. They are a very, very successful company. They started 30 years ago by Gautam Adani, the founder and chairman of the company, and they've been growing exceptionally aggressively, and they span everything from power to agriculture to gas to transmission to even airports and defence. They are extremely well connected with the Modi government of India. Have any of their business dealings been called into question in back in India? Yes. Adani has grown very, very aggressively and you don't grow exceptionally aggressively from a standing start without going close to the law. So Adani's been under investigation for a lot of issues from alleged tax avoidance to inflating invoices to the government to uh, environmental concerns and environmental harm and 
forced acquisition of land using government connections to take ancestral homes from thousands and thousands of people. Tadani certainly has a reputation for being an aggressive, astute businessman. When did they turn their sights to Queensland to this Carmichael mine? How long has this been going on for? Katamadani made his first move in Australia by buying from Link Energy a deposit out in the middle of central Queensland in the Galilee. He bought the deposit from a private company. He didn't buy it from the government. It was nothing more than a proposal and a major coal reserve, but it is huge. The coal reserve involved is billions and billions of tonnes of coal, the question, though, is that the Galilee has not been developed for 50 years. Everyone's known it's there. All the coal companies globally have looked at it, but it is so remote and none of the infrastructure is there, so it's remained undeveloped. It's also relatively low-quality coal by Australian standards. Adani acquired this deposit in 2010. The world was a very different place back then. The Indian government was recognising their economy was growing exceptionally strong. They would need more and more energy to power the economy and they could not provide enough domestic energy to power the economy. So the government in 2010 asked the leading conglomerates to go offshore and secure coal deposits. So nine years later when the world is now looking more and more towards renewable energy and they've had so many hurdles thrown up to get this mine off the ground, why are they still trying to make it happen? Galilee is a very remote area. That is the biggest obstacle. The second biggest obstacle is that the world has changed dramatically in the nine years. Nine years ago, renewables were a pipe dream, a hope that would come at some stage. They were not commercially viable. They were not marketed and built at scale. And today, everything's different. Renewables in India are 20% lower cost than existing domestic thermal coal production. Now, on top of that, Australia is a signatory to the Paris Climate Agreement. Australia has had extreme weather events becoming more frequent and more extreme, and the community is waking up, even if our federal government's not waking up to the problem, the community is realising we must take action. We must start addressing the Paris Climate Agreement. And the first thing you do when you're in a hole is you stop digging, but the federal government and Dadani seem very keen, let's just build one more mine, let's just build another 10 mines or maybe actually another 20 mines while we're still legally allowed to globally. And therein lies the problem. The community understands that they're going to wear the cost of extreme weather events and Guitar Madani is looking at his own self-interest saying, well, I bought this deposit, there's no legal reason why I shouldn't be allowed to develop it and I want to do it. Well, let's talk about the environment now because it's not just coal being a dirty fuel and it's not just about climate change, but they'll have access to a massive amount of groundwater which could have an even bigger environmental impact on that area specifically. That's correct. Now, when you are digging an open-cut coal mine, you are digging it 300 or 400 kilometres down into the earth. It goes straight through the water table and then they get the right to dewater the mine because obviously the water table's cut so all the water flows into the mine. That means taking all of the groundwater out of the way so that you can get the coal. Now, when you're in the middle of Queensland, you're actually in a very arid area 
And you're also talking about the feedstock for the Great Artesian Basin, the water of the whole of the east coast of Australia. So that water's been there for millions and millions of years, and that is potentially at risk. And so at the moment, the question before the Queensland government is, is the groundwater at risk from this single mine? Now, to me, it's not a question of just this single mine. It is at risk from this single mine, and Adani has not answered that question. But there's a second question they haven't actually been asked, which is, are the nine mines that are proposed for the Galilee that are enabled by this mine cumulatively going to put the Great Artesian Basin at risk? Now, you can't fix the Great Artesian Basin. If you damage it, if you put toxic chemicals into it, if you take all the water out of it, that is a permanent irreparable damage. Now, I'm not a water expert. I'm a finance analyst, but risk and return go hand in hand. Australians and the future of Australia rely on that groundwater. The farmers rely on the groundwater and we're allowing one private company or potentially nine private companies to put Australia's water table and Great Artesian Basin at risk. That's not a repairable bit of damage, that is insurmountable damage. So while the environmental impact of this mine may be risking up to 60,000 tourism jobs in the region, we're hearing the mine itself will create a lot of its own jobs. Tim, is that true? Since 2012, they were running daily advertisements on the the Queensland TV saying that they were going to create 10,000 jobs. Now, that is false and misleading advertising. Their own economic expert testified in court under oath, no, our modelling says it will create 1,450 jobs as a mega mine. Now, the, the mine proposal has been downscaled dramatically since then, but 1,450 jobs compared to the 10,000. So Adani has been deliberately falsely advertising to the local community on a nearly daily basis, and therefore the community expects more, a lot more jobs. Like that's five, eight times as many jobs as they intended to actually create. And the politicians involved who've been pro this deal for whatever other reasons have repeated and exaggerated those lies. It's been noted that the Adani mine is one of the only examples of the reverse of the not-in-my-backyard effect. The theory notes that residents close to a development are often the most passionately against it, and the further you move away from it, the less people care. In this case, it's the reverse. Those in places like the small central Queensland town of Claremont are welcoming the mine with open arms, saying it will bring people, money and the opportunity for young people to remain in the region. But Tim... How long will this mine actually be in operation for? The approval is for 60 million tonnes for 60 to 90 years. It's one of the biggest proposed coal mines. It is, in fact, the biggest proposed new coal mine in the world. So 90 years later, they've taken all that coal out of the ground. That's a big hole. What do they do at the end of that? What happens? Is there a plan in place to regenerate the area? What happens then? Australia has rehabilitation laws for miners. The mining lobbyists say, well, the company will do the right thing by Australia and clean up the mess. Now, the Queensland government realised it's not really meant to be up to the companies to leave to clean up their own mess. It's actually meant to be part of the approval process. So the Queensland government has quite rightly dramatically tightened the laws for mine rehabilitation in Queensland. Now, they did that two years ago. And then the Queensland government said, oh, sorry, we're giving Adani an exemption to the law. 
they're not going to have the new law apply to them because they put their EIS in in 2014. So therefore, they should be exempted. They're the only company given an exemption to the law. Billionaires always seem to be able to get exemptions to the law that applies to everyone else. Adani has been given exemption after exemption, subsidy after subsidy by our government in order to get this project up and running. So that means they're going to leave a toxic void in Australia forever. The politics of this mine getting approval from the federal government right before the election is pretty obvious. The support from those in Queensland who wanted this mine to happen all but shored up the Liberal National Coalition win in that state. It's believed it also contributed to Labor's loss because they fence-sat on the issue for so long. To be fair, they were between a rock and a hard place. Supporting the mine, they'll alienate the left-swinging environmentally conscious voter or denounce the mine and get your union supporter buddies and a lot of your Queensland voters offside. Then the pressure was on the Queensland government to listen to the voters and get this mine going. And here we are. The Australian Conservation Foundation has won an appeal which found the Commonwealth didn't properly assess how Adani plans to use river water, but even the Foundation says that result won't be enough to stop it now. So whether we like it or not, the Adani mine is happening. Will we regret it? From all reports, probably. That's all for The Quickie today. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie. And if you're after something else to listen to, why not check out one of the most popular episodes of No Filter? It's with Dr Jodie Lowinger and it's all about anxiety. You can follow the link in our show notes.